0: Hello and welcome back to Stop and Go F1 for this, your weekly F1 news video. Even here in the summer break we'll be covering all the latest news and rumours in the wonderful world of F1. So make sure you subscribe to keep updated on everything going on. Also, there's loads of other videos going up on the channel as well. Like yesterday, my mid-season driver ratings came out, so make sure you check that one out. But... Right now, let's talk about the news. And let's quickly just go through some of the headlines that we're going to be covering here. So we've got news on the uh, young drivers for the practice programs for Mercedes and possibly for McLaren. News on some power unit regulations for 2026. Uh, David Croft has said something really stupid. We're going to go over that. And then we've got a few rumours to go over, including could Aston Martin possibly be found to be cheating? Uh, some rumours about Charles Leclerc's uh, future, and some rumours about the future of the Alpha Tauri team. All that and more in this here news video, and let's go to the first story, which is that Frederick Vesti, who is currently second in the Formula 2 championship, will drive for Mercedes during FP1, at the Mexican Grand Prix. Now we saw this a lot last year, where there was the initiative to have at least one uh, one young driver drive every car of um, in a practice session across the season. We haven't heard that much about it this year, so I initially thought it had been dropped. But it appears not to be because Frederick Vesti will be driving Mercedes at the Mexican Grand Prix. Great news for Frederick Vesti. I do like him quite a bit. He has been leading the Formula 2 Championship for quite some time, but unfortunately, he had that um, accident before even the start of the race. The start of the feature race at Spa last time out, which means he couldn't compete in the race and he gave away the lead of the championship to Teo Porcher but still Frederick Vesti very good, I think he's like the ideal Mercedes driver, he's in the same vein as like a George Russell where he's just consistently there, you know, he qualifies well, he finishes the race well and he's consistent, he's not a very aggressive driver, he's not a very defensive driver but he just puts the car in the exact place you want it to be, he is that ideal Mercedes driver and I think uh, hopefully he will do well I mean I wouldn't be surprised if maybe we saw him in the Williams next year he may be a contender for Logan Sargent's seat but yeah it'll be good to see him at the Mexican Grand Prix in FP1 so that is confirmed but there are some rumours for who could be doing some young, drivers, young driver testing Sorry, for McLaren in practice sessions. Because Zach Brown uh, has come out and said that we may see Alex Pelot or Pato Award compete in free practice sessions in the McLaren later this year. Now, for those of you who aren't aware... Alex Palou and Pato Award are two of the three people who are currently in McLaren's Young Driver Program, and they are both currently competing in IndyCar. Alex Palou, I think, is is leading the IndyCar Championship. Two of them are fantastic drivers. Uh, Zach Brown here has said, "I'm absolutely convinced they both have F1 potential," and I have to agree. Alex Pelot, especially, is fantastic. There was the was it the race in Canada. I was watching the other day, and Alex Pelot is basically his front wing is hanging on by the tiniest of threads for the last like 10 20 laps, and he's in P2 being hunted down by much faster cars but the way he just drove the car, managed it perfectly. There was some kind of like pothole or manhole cover on the second to last corner, and everyone was just smashing into it, because, you know, it's IndyCar and they don't have nice street tracks, they have these regular streets with potholes and manholes, but Alex Plo was able to manage to drive around it and not damage his front wing, but also managed to keep the position. It was beautiful driving, expert driving, so I believe that they both also have the ability to uh, be an F1. Pato Award He's a bit more aggressive, which I quite like. There was the incident in the Indy 500, I think, I believe, uh, between Paso Award and Felix... uh, What's his name? Rosenquest. Was that those two? It might be. Well, I think it was Paso Award who was like, yeah, well, next time I'll just take him out. And it's like, oh, okay. Thank you, Paso Award. That's great. But yeah, two great drivers driving for McLaren Young Driver uh, System. Also currently driving for McLaren in um, IndyCar. And they could relatively be in Formula 1. I would not be surprised if Alex Pillow made it into Formula 1, because he is really, 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 really good. Okay, on to the next story. F1 is going to introduce a the equalisation of power units regulations for 2026. Now, we heard that this was being discussed at the Belgian Grand Prix, and this is what has come out of it. If the engine manufacturer is more than 3% behind the most powerful engine... They will be given more time to improve during the season. Now this is an interesting little thing here. So at the minute we have the power units freeze, which came in at the start of last season, which will go, I believe, until the end of 2025 when these new power units come in. But once that is over, uh, you'll be able to work on your power units as much as you want. At the minute you can work on reliability, but you uh, can't work on like the efficiency of the engine you can just work on making sure it doesn't blow up so much so that will come back in 2026 i believe this is mainly a move asked for by renault because their power units aren't very good so i imagine when we come to 2026 whoever has the fastest power unit may it be mercedes red bull ford um ferrari whoever it may be when renault are behind because they will be they will have more time to improve their power units throughout the rest of the year Making it more equal, giving them more time. It's kind of like how we have the rules at the minute where if you're further down in the Constructors' Championship, you have more aero time. If your engine isn't as good, you get more engine time. It works out great. Right, David Croft has said something stupid, everyone. Unbelievable scenes. In the latest Sky Sports F1 podcast... Crafty says, there are lots of reports that the plan is that they, they being the AlphaTauri team, will run this year's Red Bull next year, which has happened before. Super Aguri ran a year-old Honda, for instance. It would definitely work for the AlphaTauri team, but it's just a paddock rumour. Wow, this is one of the stupidest things anyone's ever said. Thank you, David Croft. Um, So basically, if you aren't already aware... If uh, Alpha Tauri were to run this year's Red Bull as next year's Alpha Tauri car, that would be massively illegal. Obviously. Now, what David Croft says here is mainly true. Super Aguri did run a year-old Honda in, like, 2004. Since then, the rules have changed a little bit. For example, let's go back a couple years ago, when there was all the rumours about how Racing Points were running a year-old Mercedes. And everyone kicked off about it, and eventually they found out that the, it was like the brake discs specifically were copied, and there was a huge fine, and they were deducted points from the championship because you can't just take other people's cars and run it as your own. It's against the rules. Now, this was summed up perfectly from a tweet from the multiviewer account. So I'm going to read that out now. Sorry, I should say an X from the multiviewer account. A post from the ex... I don't know. A tweet from the multiviewer account. So here's what they say. Well... So, well, it wouldn't be the first time we've seen a team copy another team's car. However, rules have been introduced to limit what is allowed. For instance, photogrammetry is now banned, which means that the teams can't take a 3D scan of another team's car and copy it. The F1 technical regulations are clear about this. Article 17.3.3 states that you can't use CAD, 3D scans or any other digital means to copy another team's car. And furthermore, 17.5 limits the components that can be transferred, you can't just transfer an entire car. Earlier this year, The Race reported that AlphaTari was looking to adapt, uh, adopt an even closer cooperation with an increase of synergy parts in usage for 2024, which is likely what Crofty is referring to. However, this is not the same as copying the complete car. I think it is harmful to the sport to spread information like this, and I hope Crofty will correct himself in the next podcast. So there you go. That's basically the, the true thing is AlphaTauri might be working more closely with the Red Bull team, but they are not copying an entire car. They are not copying parts. They're just kind of working a bit more closely together. What Crofty said is entirely wrong. And, like, I know, as what you must think, that David Croft, someone in that position, so much in the F1 world, would know to copy an entire car. ...is against the rules. Because anyone who's been a fan for a while... ...hearing that the first time... ...their first thought will be... ...well surely not, that's illegal. And that should have been Crofty's point of view instantly as well. The thing that annoys me the most about this... ...is not like, oh you got something wrong or blah blah blah... It's that... ...David Croft, for so many fans... ...especially newer fans... ...his word is gospel to them. He has such a powerful position as this... ...big name within F1 media... That he can't just spout whatever he likes. Like, he has to actually think about what he's saying. And this has actually been true for a couple of the Sky F1 team in the last few years, where they've just said whatever they want, and then all of a sudden, repercussions come. And they're like, oh, well, I was just saying whatever I wanted. Like, you've got to think before you say this. Like the multiviewer tweet said, it is harmful for the sport to spread misinformation like this. There may be maybe newer fans or more casual fans who just listen to the Sky Sports F1 podcast, hear Crofty say, oh yeah, AlphaTauri are copying the Red Bull next year. Then they don't go looking anywhere else, and for them, that is gospel. That is exactly what's happening next year. So next year, when AlphaTauri, if they do well by some kind of miracle... Everything they've ever done will be devalued because they're just copying the Red Bull thing. And you see it all the time. As soon as someone likes someone in Crofty's position who's high up in like the media of F1 says something that's just like, oh, I think that maybe this will be happening, all of a sudden, that is gospel to everyone who's listening to them. And I guess, there's so many people who are just like, just just think. Just think for a second before you talk because if Crofty had actually just fought for a minuscule second before he spoke then, he would have gone, oh, well, actually, maybe copying an entire car is illegal. And I know I have an example from, like, 2004, which says that it's not illegal, but actually I can think of more recent examples that prove that it is illegal. It's like, come on, Crofty. Be better. I like Crofty. I'm not one of these people who hate on Crofty. I think he's a good commentator. Actually, I think he's very good. I don't think he's good as Ben Edwards, but I think he's very good. Be better right speaking of rumors that we can espouse with no backing whatsoever let's talk about Aston Martin because there's a lot of rumors going around about them so I'm just gonna read off my little script here to make sure I get everything right but firstly let me point out all of this is allegedly and rumors and you know there's no proper backing to it as of yet but this is the rumors pinch of salt everybody get ready. There is a current theory that Aston Martin found a loophole at the beginning of the season that the FIA have quietly closed down, according to At F One Talks. Ted Kravitz pressed Mike Crack during an interview on the subject. Uh, during the in, during in sorry, I'll start again. I was too busy laughing at the words "pressed Mike Crack." Ted Kravitz pressed Mike Crack during an interview on the subject of misguided tweaks and changes to the car. An interesting theme of changes forced on Aston by the FIA came up in that conversation. The team boss neither confirmed nor denied this. Um, a statement by Matt Q also indicates something is suspicious. Matt Q is from Autosport and featured on the Autosport podcast. He said this... I can't say too much, but there is a clear reason for the Aston Martin drop-off, which is not quite to do with the development directions. So there you go. So we have seen a drop-off from Aston Martin from the start, obviously, because we had all those podiums for Fernando. I think it was um, six out of the first eight races he was on the podium or something like that. I wrote the stat for the mid-season review, and I can't quite remember it, but it's something along those lines. And since then... I think it's since Canada he they have not featured on the podium and actually have been going a bit backwards. Low point being hungry when I finished when, when I finished, I think they finished ninth and tenth. So, uh, what Aston have been saying is that their upgrades that they introduced, I believe, in Silverstone haven't worked as they had planned, and also other teams such as McLaren and Mercedes and Ferrari apparently their upgrades have worked and they have been leapfrogged. But what uh, is being rumoured and suggested in this news story is that at the start of the year, Aston Martin had something on their car which was a technical loophole of the FIA regulations that wasn't exactly legal. And since then they've had clarification upon that and the FIA have said no, that isn't legal and they've had to remove it and that is what's led to their car not being as quick. Now, uh, a lot of the time you have news stories like this, and they just very quickly go away because they're not true. I don't think this one will be be going away anytime soon. It seems like there's a few people pointing fingers towards Aston on this, and I think this one could be one that we see going a little bit longer, maybe past the summer break. Although Aston and said that for Zandvoort, uh, the Dutch Grand Prix, which is the next race, they will have new upgrades... I will hopefully bring them back towards the front of the grid, so maybe this will all be over. There is also rumours that whatever this loophole could be, it could be to do with the front wing of the Aston. So we'll have to wait and see there, but if there was something illegal on the Aston at the start of the year, I imagine the rest of the teams will be piling in on them as soon as possible. So this I think is one to keep an eye on for the rest of the year. Moving on to the next one, we've got another rumour here, and it's about Charles Leclerc and that he's already negotiated a contract renewal with Ferrari. It is a 2 plus 3 contract, valid once the current one expires. So it will be a new contract for two years, with a chance of an extra year on that if he wants to extend. So that would take him um, up until 2026, I believe. No, it won't. It won't, will it? Because it's valid when the current one expires. And the current one doesn't expire this year. I don't know when the current one does expire, but basically Ferrari are uh, sealing in Charles Leclerc for another few years. Carlos Sainz, though, has um, he's asked for the same contract extensions, but negotiations are ongoing. So apparently, Charles has signed on the dotted line with Ferrari, but Ferrari aren't quite sure on signing Carlos Sainz. Now, science's contract also doesn't end this year. I think he has got another year. But what's also interesting about that is there was the story that came out the other day that there's a certain like zero percent alcohol sponsorship that Carlos Science brings to Ferrari, and Ferrari are dropping that sponsorship to get the Peroni zero percent beer sponsorship for next year which led to a lot of people pointing the finger at Carlos Sainz maybe leaving the team. This is unconfirmed at the minute, but Carlos Sainz Sr., uh, Carlos Sainz's father and legendary rally driver, is very active in considering other teams for Carlos, including Alpine, uh, where it is rumoured that Maria uh, Mattia Bonotto will become the new team principal very soon. Um, Carlos Sainz Sr. is... Uh, very We'd happy, be very happy to reunite Carlos Sainz and Matteo Bonotto, Bonotto being the guy who brought Sainz into the Ferrari team. Yes, um, On this in general, for Sainz's career, obviously I think it would be better for him to stay at Ferrari than Alpine. Ferrari are a much better team at the minute and it looks like they probably will be for a while, with all the madness that's going on behind the scenes at Alpine. Uh, what is interesting though, is if you put yourself into, like, uh, Ferrick Vasseur's position at Ferrari, who would you get to replace Sainz? If you're so passionate for maybe not signing Sainz out of this contract, maybe have someone in the back to pull him in, who would that possibly be who could be out of the contract? And I think we have to maybe go back to the rumour that was going round around Monaco that it might be Lewis Hamilton, because I really don't see who else you would go for. I mean... On the current grid, who's better than Sainz, who would be willing to make a move? I mean, you've got Lando, maybe you could say he's better than Sainz, but you know, when they were teammates, Sainz beat him. I know Lando was very young, but, you know, maybe Lando. Piastri, I don't think he's going anywhere. Russell's not going anywhere. Hamilton is out of contract this year. Verstappen's not going anywhere. You would have to argue about, is Perez better? I think at the minute, Sainz is probably better than Perez. So I don't know who Ferrari would get to replace Sainz unless they were pretty confident that maybe they could get Hamilton. So that is one to keep an eye on, but I wouldn't be surprised if Ferrari has stayed with this driver lineup for a while, because I don't see anyone in their juniors who are ready for that big move. I mean, I mean, is Joe still part? I don't think Joe's part of the Ferrari juniors anymore, but um, I don't think he's ready for the, the big team, and then you got to look into F2, and you've got the likes of Oli Behrman, who's very good, but not even ready for Formula 1 yet. He already has another year in F2 before he moves up to Formula 1. So I, you know, if I'm Ferrari, I'm keeping Sainz and Leclerc for a little bit. Moving on, we had a story a few months ago about Alfa Romeo and how they may be sponsoring the Haas team for next year. Uh, there's been a bit of more on this. The rumour is now that uh, Alfa Romeo are looking to sponsor the Ferrari engine used by the Haas, so the Haas would officially use a Ferrari engine, but it would be called an Alfa Romeo engine, and the team would officially be re- rebranded to Haas Alfa Romeo. This has not been confirmed by Haas or by Alfa Romeo as of yet, but that is just the rumour. <coughs> ah, there we go. So, the final news story here, so if we We can go back to going about your day. Jesus, I've been going nearly 20 minutes. Doesn't time fly when you're having fun and talking about all these fun F1 news stories and rumours? The final one being uh, about the AlphaTauri team. And as we know, they will not be called AlphaTauri for next year. But the rumour is that they will be called... Hugo Boss Bulls Racing. Now, Hugo Boss, the iconic clothing brand, is set to replace AlphaTauri for the 2024 season and sponsor the F1 team. This is according to Racing News 365 and Formula.hu. Negotiations are ongoing between Red Bull and the world-famous brand. The attention of Hugo Boss in an F1 programme has been directed by CEO Daniel Gridio. Whoever that is. The new name is expected to be Hugo Boss Bulls Racing when it gets the new sponsorship, but the official decision is expected to be made in September. So there you go, i we were wondering what it was going to be. They told us it wasn't going to be Tar Rosso, which upset many people. So there you go. Um, I mean, you know, they're called AlphaTauri now because they have that AlphaTauri clothing brand. A clothing brand I've never seen anyone wear who wasn't working for the AlphaTauri F1 team. So they're going to try and get this other clothing brand in being Hugo Boss, and then Hugo Boss Bulls Racing, which isn't the best name, but there we go. So there you go, that is all the latest F1 news and rumours. A lot to get through this weekend, In a weekend with no racing, we have the most news. So there you go. Let me know your thoughts on all these wonderful stories. We will be back on this channel, there'll be a video here this Friday, which should be a lot of fun, and then there'll be another news video next Saturday, if there's any news, of course, to talk about. So until then, though, watch the mid-season rankings videos, watch loads of videos on this channel, I'm sure you'll love them all. But until next time, have a great week, I'll see you then, goodbye.